Good morning. Good evening. We, I, I, I realize we've, we've come to the podcast today with wildly different velocities. Um, yes, but that's you, a good way had, of putting it. Without, without spoiling what happened, because it's your story to tell, but you've probably had a terrible week and I've had... I mean, I don't know. I've had a mediocre week, but I'm I'm a little bit I'm going fast today. Um, That's so good. That's feel good. free Some, to slow me down. Somebody has to go fast, and I think between me being very slow today and you being fast, I think the average speed of the podcast this episode would be an acceptable one. Yeah, I had a horrible week for a number of reasons, but it's all going to be fine. So I think. Next week is bound to be better, so let's let's leave it at that. Yeah, what about yourself? Let's hope so. Well, at least at least it's almost the end of the Saturday for you, so you can't you can't do anything wrong. Um, <laughs> true, true. Almost almost to the end of the week. Um, no, I'm doing fine. This week, I mean, this week started off kind of crap, um, not for any bad reason, just because. And I think I mentioned it on last on the last episode, but I went to the dentist and got my teeth drilled. Um, which is a it's a crude way of saying I, I had to have some fillings, um, and that was not fun. Um, it's never no, it fun. No, it's it's never fun. Yeah. Going but to the dentist is always an ordeal, um, but it's a, it's a necessary one apparently. <laughs> yeah, because so. we're not sharks. We have not been given an endless supply of teeth, unfortunately. Yeah, just what confuses me is like the dragons in the old days didn't have to brush their teeth. Um, it's like. Well, what was our uh, life expectancy in the old days? Fair, fair. Also, yeah. also, they didn't have Dr. Pepper back then. Yep. So. So. So anyway, no, it, it started off not great, and and it wasn't just one filling; it was four different fillings, um, and they did it all at the same time, um, and it was all in the front. So they numb up my mouth. And, um, and then it's like half of your face is just gone. <laughs> yeah, no. So my entire top lip and my nose, yep. because this is the top teeth in the front. So I couldn't mm-hmm. feel my nose, yep. which means I yep. also couldn't feel it when my nose started running. Um, <laughs> Sorry for laughing, but it is funny. <laughs> no, it, it's hilarious, but it sucked. It, um, d- and then it, it, it does. It does. Yeah. So that, that um, was the whole thing. And then I got home and I got, I had to get lunch afterwards Mm -hmm. because i was hungry and i hadn't eaten all day um which is probably a bad idea but i hadn't eaten all day um and so for lunch i had a milkshake and fries um because that's all i felt safe enough to eat and for the milkshake i would put this i would either use a spoon or i'd put the straw like in the back of my mouth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so that i could mm -hmm. feel it and then for the fries i would place them near the back teeth so i could eat them and actually like feel it because i was afraid because i couldn't feel it i would bite too hard and hurt something yeah Um, that's for the occasions like that i usually go for the cream soups yeah yeah but but yeah yeah i feel your pain and i've been in a similar situation like i had like a few years ago oh god it's actually quite a story not quite a story but a short tiny story basically like you know the these pandora bracelets no, or they're so. not a thing in America. So okay, they're quite popular here. So it's a, it's a kind of like a type of a, like um, assemblable jewelry. So Pandora, like there are a few brands of them. Pandora, um, uh, Thomas something, then Trollbeads. I think Trollbeads were actually the first ones, and then Pandora ripped them off. The the idea. It's basically they sell you a, a silver bracelet. And then they sell, like, you know, you can buy separately different, like, charms that you put on that bracelet. And as a, and as a result, like, you know, even though they're all kind of like the same concept, depending on which beads and, and, and charms you buy, it's like, you know, effectively you can assemble your own type of bracelet. And in my case, I, you know, and a usual route is like, you know, people go to like, you know, like, you know, associating some charm with the, an event or something and so on and so forth. So, and I do have a couple of those and my, um, my ex used to, you know, he, like, that was a quite a favorite thing of his to, to gift me. <laughs> I have a charm of a duck to commemorate the fact 
when I had to do my front, like my like feelings in the front, because then for the half a day and then the next day I look like I I looked like a duck because my upper lip was swollen from the all the drilling and from all the numbing, and yeah. it was quite funny actually, in the, especially in retrospect. And yeah, <laughs> to cheer me up, I've been given a duck charm, <laughs> so I still have it. Yeah. On my, you know, luckily. Uh, Luckily, the numbing didn't make me look weird. It made me oh. f- feel like I looked weird, and I looked the, the, I looked like literally yeah. like a duck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. At some point, we're gonna have to get my wisdom teeth out. Um, like at some point within the next year, um, because because um, oh, they're God. starting to get to the point. The, they don't hurt yet, but the dentist basically said last time I last time I was in for a cleaning. They looked at mm-hmm. them and said, you need to get these out soon or they will start to hurt. Um, Time it for like summer they, holiday. Because let tell. me tell you. Um, I'm either going to do summer next or I'm going to do fall break. or um, Not fall break, winter break. Do uh, the I'm longest break you have. Do the longest yes, break you have but because recovery is quite a thing. I thought about that. But also next summer, I like, I'm going to start applying for internships. And All I'm going right. to have to deal with... Um, eventually I need to get some sort of apartment or some, something in Huntsville. Um, and so I'll have stuff to deal with next summer where if I do it over the winter break, I can just relax during Mm -hmm. that time and like Mm -hmm, try mm -hmm. to do it at the beginning of winter break and then I'll have like a month off deal with all that. Oh, right. I forgot that your winter break is also a lengthy one. Yeah. That, then that makes sense because like I had mine, uh, well, again, it's, 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 it's a, it's a thing. It's a process, and yeah, you would definitely need to get yourself a more, a better range of like soft foods that you can eat because you definitely will not last long enough yeah. on just milkshakes. But again, cream Egg soups are, are, uh, are a thing. But well, it'll, it'll be Christmas time, so I'll have plenty of eggnog. Um, Ew. Figure that out. I like it. Um, the non alcoholic kind, of course. Um, Double E. Anyway, <laughs> we have a uh, we have an actual topic to talk about instead of just a we tangent. Do, we do, we do, <laughs> definitely. So uh, we actually have a follow up because one of our dear listeners has asked uh, to elaborate on the dock situation and by the dock the on the Mac, you know that thing that is can be either on the bottom or on the left or on the right side of your computer if you're using macOS. Because apparently sometime in the past I've mentioned that I have a boring dog. I mean, I guess. I don't remember saying that, but it does sound like me. So, I don't think I've um, ever actually talked about my dog, but 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 um, I'm going to make some people a little bit angry by the way that I use my dog. But you go first. Yeah, sure. So um, my dog is placed vertically on the left side and i do not but it and the positioning is the same on both my mac mini which is my desktop and on my macbook air intel version i'm stuck with it for the next few years um and again it's perfectly fine uh but uh i do not synchronize the applications on my dog and right now i'm sitting in front of my mac mini so that's what i'm going to talk about and I will go from top to bottom. So the top is Finder. I think that's the fixed position for everyone. Yep. Then it's the default Apple calendar application. Then <laughs> the next thing is maybe like, I, I mean, then it is mail app, like default application from mail. Then it is MimeStream for... Uh, application for gmail which is also a mail application yes and wait for it then there is the third like then the next one which would be the fifth app microsoft outlook (laughs) (laughs) okay i thought okay okay this this is making me feel better already but keep going (laughs) yes so the reason why it is segregated like that is because like Mimestream is for my Gmail accounts that I'm still can't like I'm in the process of getting rid of. The mail app yep. is for my primary email that is like on my own domain. And the Outlook is for my university for stuff. 
No, oh. not for work. Yeah, no, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah, work is segregated separately and work is not on this computer at all. And so, like, Microsoft <laughs> Outlook, I hope to stop using it. <laughs> so you have, you have three different mail apps on your dock, and it yes. doesn't even cover all of the different ways you use email. Yes, exactly. <laughs> because there is a fourth tape way of using email. It's for work, and, but it is, like, separately. It's on the virtual machine. <laughs> Yes. So then it is music app. Then there's Zoom, which is necessity these days. Then it's Obsidian. Then it's Photos app. Then it's Bitwarden, which is my password manager. So um, then it's Safari. Then Numbers. Then the VMware Horizon client, which is my way of getting into my work machine, virtual machine. Uh, then it's Todoist, then Messages, then GarageBand. And that's the end of the applications that are kept in the dock permanently. All the, all the pinned applications, yeah. All the pinned applications, exactly. And right now I have System Preferences, Discord, and for some reason Apple Notes. Why do I have Apple Notes open here? I never use them on the like, like I had well, not never, but I hardly ever use the Apple, uh, Apple Notes on my computer. Okay, I'll quit it right now. And then of course there is downloads folder and the bin. We, and the bin um, is not empty. The bin is full. So that's my dog. I mean, fair enough. Anything unusual? That's why I said it's boring. There's a lot of apps there. Um, can you just count? Do me a favor and count the number of apps that are pinned. Okay, sure. Um, okay, so per yeke us third bis alte jete seges to zon on per on yeke on us on third on bis on alte sixteen. Fair enough. Uh, that 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 feels like a lot. Um, <laughs> but I have it, a large screen. It's probably to the point where the apps are starting to shrink down in order to fit on the screen, right? Uh, no. There is still space up and but I have a large screen. I have the I have these like. 34 inch ultra Fair, wide okay. that is like 21 by 9 ratio so no they're perfectly fine and i okay. do not use the i do not use the magnify thing yes magnification yeah. and when i minimize the windows they minimize into the icon that's how i use my dock and it's always on the yes. left side because vertical space is important oh also at, at some point um before i post this can if if you want if you wouldn't mind take a screenshot of that so I can put it in the show notes. Oh yeah, um, sure. So we can have uh, both of our docs in the show notes as as screenshots. Totally um, doable. So uh, yes. For for my doc, while you do that, um, mm-hmm. I have I so I only have one Mac, right? So when I'm at my desk, I plug in my MacBook Air to a dock, and I have a 24 inch um, HP monitor that I use, um, and all that sort of stuff. So I have one Mac, but it, it, it's got sort of different, um, applications, but, um, that's not the right word for it. But anyway, my dock is always on the left, not the left. I can do directions. My dock is always on the right. Um, so on the right. So, yeah. so, so it's a right okay. side dock. And the reason why is because, um, for this setup and my last setup I've had, my main monitor happens to always be on the right of everything else like like not on like the right side of a desk but like when i use universal control you don't want universal control to go like past the dock mm-hmm. um because that's a weird it, it would make it harder to use the dock um, yeah, so my ipad remember, sits on the left of my monitor yeah remember yes you did like uh, that's that's i remember that setup in one of the desk photos you shared yes yeah. that makes sense yeah, um, and then when when my Mac is unplugged and I'm just using it like that, it makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I use some apps in full screen, which some mm-hmm. people don't like me for doing that, but I think it they depends. Cool. Like, if you want an app to be completely modal, like Discord, most of the time if I'm in Discord, it's in full screen. Um, oh, really? And and because I have a trackpad, so it's not that difficult to do the three-finger swipe and, and switch between my main space and Discord. Um, but all that so the actual applications on my dock i try to actually synchronize these in Mm -hmm. some part between my mac and my ipad and my phone um in in a weird way but i was just going to say like how on earth are you even managing that especially like mac and iphone like seriously it's well a a few apps like i have sort of a hierarchy of what apps i consider important but Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. On my dock, I have Finder, which I think you can move, but I don't think you can unpin it from the dock. So it doesn't have okay. to be the first. Let's, I think. Okay. Um, N- I might no, be you can't. No, you, I've just tried. I've just tried to put calendar above it. Oh, and you can't no, move it. No, it's always first. Okay. Okay, that's weird. Um, so first on the dock at the very top is ca- is um, Finder. Mm-hmm. I can talk today. I'm going too fast. Um, but Finder and then System Settings um, or Preferences because um, I'm in Ventura. But Finder, System Settings, Safari. And I always, I try to always have settings like on my home screen or on my um, dock. Mm-hmm. So like on my iPhone, it's on my default home screen as one of the apps. It's always there. Um, and people ask why, but I mess around with settings. Like, And on my phone, I also have the watch app, which is always on my home screen, mm-hmm. at least on my default home screen. Um I have a different home screen right now because I'm in a I'm in a focus mode. But on my default home screen, I have the settings app and the watch app, and that's like some people don't use these apps as much as I do. But like I like to mess around with settings, and so that's anyway. Finder, settings, Safari, calendar, mm-hmm. Discord, and then two notes apps, which is Notability and Craft. Notability we've talked about this before, but Notability I use for school stuff. Yep. Craft I use for everything else. Yep. And then below that used to be OmniFocus, and now is it's that's the spot for my main task manager app. Right now it's Reminders, mm-hmm. um, and I think we talked about that. Be- below did. that is Timery, uh, because I I time track like everything, um, and then oh. I didn't put this here, but it got added by default when I downloaded the beta. Below Timery pinned to my dock is Feedback Assistant. Um, okay. But it's a good place to put it because actually when I'm in a beta I use it enough to warrant that but that matches my ipad because my ipad goes files settings safari calendar discord craft notability reminders timery like from left to right on the dock my ipad dock is um actually also like okay i don't have it handy but off top of my head Find files is definitely first one there pinned and numbers is definitely in there because you know I use numbers a lot because spreadsheets all the spreadsheets especially all my book tracking book statistics spreadsheets so but mm, well makes sense but it is definitely fewer applications but then again um you also like for me it's it, it's not fewer applications besides feedback assistant it's the same number of applications in my mac doc as is on my ipad doc yeah no i mean few applications than i have yeah because yeah. that's like what eight how many of that how many that would, um, that would be without the one two assistant? three four five six seven eight nine ten wait yeah, 10. 10. Um, mm-hmm. And then on my iPad, I have nine because I don't have feedback assistant. But the iPad also has one for um, app, app library. Um, yeah, I keep app library is in the, in yeah. the, um, in the dock. But yeah. Uh, and, then, and then my iPhone, it matches a little bit because I have craft timery and reminders on my iPhone dock along with um, overcast. And that stays on my dock on my phone. Um, and I don't have a music app on there. Like, I do have a music app, but I don't use it enough. But I use Overcast a lot. So that's why it's in my dock on my phone. Mm-hmm. But And then okay, below well, that on my on my Mac is, like, four recent apps. And then next to the bin, I have Documents, which is pinned onto my dock. And then Downloads. And then my bin, which is empty because I just emptied it, yeah. like, an hour ago. Okay, and so do you? How do you minimize Windows? As separate or into the application icon? Oh, um, I don't. <laughs> I don't minimize Windows. I just. Oh really? What do you do with them? Um, if I don't know, if if I don't want a window to be open, I'll I'll just um, you know, you quit the Command W, close it. Not quit the application, but I'll close it. Um, oh okay um, but like because there was a while i tried to do um minimization and it doesn't work these days because i have um, stage manager 
if I don't want to see a window, I just throw it off to the to the strip on the on the left side of my screen, um, and then, you know, that works. Ah, stage but, manager. I don't yeah. see myself using it to be honest, just because like, but again, I need to I'll try be, it. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I didn't see myself using it either, except I downloaded Adventure and I started to use it, and it it works. It it basically replaces the way I used to use Spaces um, on Mac. So mm-hmm. it I think it works for me, but it doesn't mm-hmm. work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's see. Like Because, again, I'm not on any betas for just because like I can't be... Uh, okay. Almost... Uh, I don't have time for this right now, and I'm not in the mood of fiddling. Uh, anyways, but we talked about that. So, yeah, that was an overview of our uh, Mac Docs with the bonus content from Skylar about their uh, iPad and iPhone. I think we definitely can, we definitely could talk more about the docs. And um, if you want to hear more of that, please let us know. We're always open to feedback. And I, I do anticipate that we'll cover, well, we'll touch on the home screen arrangements once the iOS 16 is out, because I definitely see myself once yeah. again fiddling and rearranging everything because the with all the new things that are coming out and the updated focus modes because i have to tell you like yeah. focus modes I, they got me excited at the very beginning i had a bunch of them and yeah. then i ended up not using much of them at all so because of the Wor- notifications and being worried that like i accidentally silenced some not- important notification that i don't want to and so on and so forth so I'll be. I, I I plan to re, rework all that once the you know iOS 16 is out. The actual full yeah. Proper. Since version. installing the beta, I haven't messed with my focus settings all that much, but I have created focused specific um, home screens, um, and I've I've created a few different lock screens, which I think at, at some point I want to have them yes. sync with focus modes. Um, yeah, the lock, so, the, the lock screens yeah. is something I'm really looking forward to because from what I've seen, they look very, very pretty. That's it. What we should do is wait until, because um, these will be somewhat at the same time, but wait until the new iPhone comes out uh, because I'll have I'll have the new iPhone probably. Um, oh, right. And, yes, and I forgot. After, yes. Yeah. And and then when iOS 16 comes out, so I'll I'll be able to talk about the possible feature of um, the always on phone right. screen. So yeah, again, no cool. rush because again, like we're not a technical podcast at all. Yeah. Uh, we just yeah. use technology. That's the extent. We're, of we're it. at risk. We're at risk of becoming the unintentional technology podcast. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't see that. I don't see that risk, and I see what you've done there. Um, no, I am not upgrading this year. I will be holding to my mini for as long as this yeah. device ho- lasts me. Because I mean, there's a-, a small rumor. There's a s- small rumor that they might have a mini next year. Like mm. they might switch back and forth between like a, a regular Max and a regular mini. Uh, but that's un- the way I see it. That's unlikely. But I would I would enjoy that. Look. Um, I did my part. I bought iPhone 13 mini. Uh, yeah. There's not enough people like you and Jason Snell out there. Precisely. Not enough. Like, the, finally. Uh, anyways, enough of the phone talk. Uh, that was the follow-up. Do we have anything else? I so, don't think so. so. N- no, Nothing else in follow-up. Yes, that's what I mean. Uh, not, not that I saw. Yeah. Um, but uh, for, for, another, for another round of FMD Book Club, um, a few months back, I read a book on a friend's recommendation, um, mm-hmm. called Elemental P. Um, yep. and to just, to just and jump I've right into it, it as well. Yes. And that's how it uh, qualifies for the FMD book club. Any book that both of us have read goes into the list. And I don't know if this was off the podcast or on the podcast, but there was one point earlier where you said you want to see one of these days when you ha- we have a book that you liked and I didn't. Because it mm-hmm. seems to be a lot of the cases that either both of us like a book or I liked it and you didn't. Yes. Um, but 
It's a role reversal because it might have been on the podcast, but I said out loud, LMNOP. I mm-hmm. just go, I'm just going to jump right into it. I couldn't finish this book. <laughs> yes. And please begin. Let's start with that. So, what so, made you drop it? What didn't you like? And so on. I'm all um, ears. Yeah. So, I like, I'm just going to, I don't dislike the premise. Right. Um, the whole thing where there's basically spoiler horn. Okay. So if you haven't read this book and you want to read this book, um, like if you feel like this is something that might intrigue you, then go ahead, but there will be spoilers. Um, but I like the premise that you're using, you're losing letters and because for some reason this town has a religious, like this town treats their town founder as if he is god mm-hmm. then whenever these letters are lost you you are no longer allowed to use them mm-hmm. and and so okay i don't hate this premise but there are some weird things about it like i would i would understand if you're not allowed to write write anything down yeah, you're not allowed um, to write down these letters i would understand that but before yeah. I, before you go further, can I summarize the book real quick? Because I think you just yeah. kind of really truncated it. So, the the whole book is like a heavy wordplay. Even the title, starting with the title, because it is Ella Mino P, but it, which also sounds as Ella Mino P, as in like you know when you're yeah. reciting the alphabet, and it says a novel in letters. And it is a novel in letters as in the epistolary genre, when you are writing letters to each other. But it's also a novel about letters as in the alphabet. uh, alphabet. And it is set in the imaginary island that is an independent nation, where, exactly as you've said, they treat their founder as as if he's God. And the... But the biggest contribution of this founder is that he allegedly came up with the um, oh god, what you what you call them? Uh, pangram. Yes, the pangram. Uh, quick uh, brown fox jumps over a lazy dog, and that pangram is written on the statue of the founder Nolop and it is like it is inscribed it is like that writing that pangram is on his statue in the small metal letters that are attached to the stone to the pedestal and the action begins when those letters start falling off one by one and instead of the island government Instead of deciding we'll repair the monument and attach the letter back, instead they decide to uh, interpret it as a sign of, like you know, divine intervention, and a sign from their founder who is long passed away that they should stop using that letter. And it starts with one letter, but then again, it's just normal wear and tear. Things kind of like go on and go on and that's basically the main conflict is that the city like the the island government bans everyone from using these letters that have fallen off and it's getting to a complete ridiculous levels so that's the very brief summary and that's the premise that you liked but you didn't like the execution i take it so on a on, on a shelf browsing level, that sort of premise. First of all, epistolary, the epistolary style. I think I'm using that word right. Mm-hmm. Um, is is an interesting style because it's, it's an interesting way to tell a story. Um, to to say like it's every different. It, it's like the the book is in first person, but like the the perspective and all that sort of stuff changes. Um, and it's not something I'd been super exposed to, but it, it's a cool style. Um, and and the premise on on the level of shelf browsing um, seems cool uh, because mm-hmm. eventually you use less and less letters. Um, where where it sort of broke down for me is 
Um, first of all, the way Nollop is um, sort of treated, I'm not saying it's unrealistic because I know I know of plenty of people in this country that would do something like that, but um, it just seemed the 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 island seemed like a a, a well enough educated place right like did, did i read that I, I don't know if i might have read that wrong but they, they seem like it, it seems like a, a well well-off place and and so to have this sort of irrational um and, th- and this is completely just my opinion on certain things but it, it was a weird sort of irrational um belief that this human could could be elevated to god status um, but that's a whole thing, and that that also just shows my opinion on on just I don't know organized religion in general. Um, but all that um, where it really broke down for me, um, it became harder to read. Um, and I know this is sort of almost the point of the book, mm-hmm. but. Um, when I'm already struggling to figure out, or when I'm already struggling to get behind the motivations and everything that's happening in this book, and then it becomes harder for me to read it, it's not helpful. Um, so, like, that's just that's just where it broke down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I I read through I think about seventy percent of it, and then it became hard enough for me to oh, read 70 and yeah okay. um i got through enough of it then it, but then it got it got you know harder for me to read and i i still didn't understand it and um or maybe not understand might not be the right word but i, I couldn't get behind it um and so it, i eventually just said i can't do this and i sort of skimmed through the last part of the book to figure out what how it was tied up mm-hmm. but it was it became difficult um and all this all this to say it doesn't seem like my problem was if you're going to do something where it becomes progressively harder for the reader to actually understand what is being said um then i don't know i guess the people reading this need to have a certain type of proficiency in reading um and it's just it's the whole thing that's that's that was sort of the lynch the 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 straw that broke the camel's back i can mm-hmm. speak that was sort of the straw that broke the camel's back on that one um because the premise was good but it the way i was reading it, it felt like it was executed weirdly and it progressively became more difficult um so that's I that's see. my yeah, that that was my problem with it. Um, not not something I like. When I rated it on Goodreads, I didn't rate it on Goodreads because I don't rate books that I can't finish. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't feel like it's a fair opinion to, to rate something yes. that I couldn't read and through. But this is what, if I could have gotten through it, I don't think mm-hmm. I'd have rated it one star. I probably would have rated it two or three because the premise Sweet. was okay, but it was just it was just not something I could finish. Yeah. If if I were if you were using my scale of rating, that would be a two star definitely, not three because three is like I liked it. Um, yeah. Talking about. But it wouldn't be one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Talking about rating, this is actually the reason why I have like full time f- switched to using Literal Club instead of Goodreads. Mm, yeah. And that's a, that's a, you know the new service. Story, you know, it's like they've been popping up lately. You know, Storygraph being one, and now Literal Club, and they're by invite only so far. And by the way, I still have to invite, so let me know if somebody wants it. Um, also, I just signed up for it, so I also apparently mm-hmm. do. I have invites now that I'm in. Yes, you can, once okay. you're in, you have three invites. Okay. And uh, yeah, one I used one on you actually. <laughs> yes. So, and oh, the literal club seems to be like having a sticking power for me because like I, Storygraph didn't work for me for whatever reason, but literal club seems to be all right. And what I definitely like is that they have the status for the book. Like they, they you know, that's what Goodreads is missing because in Goodreads you can only have it as want to read it 
have read it and that's it and in and then you can create your own shelves uh, but then if you create it in a shelf it has to be either in red or to read um, mandatory shelves and in literal they have the dropped status like didn't finish so they have like want to read currently reading oh yeah that's the third one in goodread as well and then uh, have read and then they have the fourth one is which is dropped and i didn't realize that yes and it is a very useful feature in my opinion because this way you know your statistics are not like you know your to read list is not cluttered and your statistics of books you have read are also not cluttered because if you're like me i also don't want to add the books or rate the books or add to my overall tally books that i didn't finish so for example uh, life after life it is in literal club it is listed as like didn't finish and it's there nice nice and tidy i really really like it so if mm. you so if you don't finish a book you don't want it to count for books that you've read on the year yes i don't okay. I, I i like they they the books that i didn't finish they go on a separate list and they don't count towards my total tally of 1400 something currently i can give you a more specific number uh, I but anyways, that. I, I guess I got to go into my literal and, and add a few books to that, like mm -hmm. take them off of my red list. Mm -hmm. but yeah. So anyways, that's a digression. But um, so you didn't like LMNOP. You, you effectively didn't finish it because you only skimmed through the last 30 percent to just uh, uh, get the feel of like how it all resolved. Right. Yeah, basically. OK, interesting. Well, first of all, let me look up what how I rated it because it is definitely at least three stars and I'm curious okay I read it okay I guess all right I've read it in December last year and it is four stars I really liked it and that's why I want to double check because I had the suspicion that I had uh, have rated it four stars and I think I might have liked it for exactly the reasons that you didn't. Hmm. Because first of all, I found that this whole um, situation with Nolop, uh, the founder of that nation and the you know the author of the pangram, the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. It was the way these people on that island treated him was a very good social commentary that no matter how eloquent you are and no matter how like seemingly educated you appear that doesn't automatically mean that you possess skills of critical thinking because this is you know to to me it felt like a very good illustration that erudition doesn't mean intellect and the people living in um in the island on the island of Nolop, they're clearly all very erudite and they all have extensive vocabularies. Doesn't mean they're smart. Or doesn't mean that they yeah. have skills of like be you know, of, of like, you know, they, they are trained to think critically and object some dogmas because like this whole nolop treatment is very dogmatic so that's what i liked it wasn't very on the nose it wasn't very in your face uh, if i'm using those idioms correctly right now i'm not sure if, like in, it wasn't in your face for sure but I, I struggle with the nuances of like what does on the nose mean anyways so it wasn't very obvious and that's why i appreciated it it was like kind of like skillfully executed and I definitely appreciated on the so-called like you know, mm, God, I hate Facebook for spoiling this word for me. On the meta level, <laughs> I appreciated yeah. the inventiveness of the author Mark Dunn for managing to get around this creative constraint that he imposed on himself. By you need to still convey the meaning the like the plot but without using those specific letters because basically the the implementation of the ban in on that island was that if the letter has fallen off you can't use it at all meaning that if 
if the letter uh, Z has fallen off, you can't use any word that contains letter Z. And that's uh, that was quite a constraint that he had to work around. Yeah. And this is what made the book more um, challenging to read. But actually, I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, like, yeah, in the end, it becomes <laughs> almost incomprehensible. And but you still can get the meaning of it. And also, um, because it happens like letter by letter, like page by page, it's like it's kind of like ratchets up slowly. So I almost didn't notice that some words were spelled very weirdly. Because I was like almost, you know, slowly getting um, eased into it. And. Yeah. Oh, you know, like in that proverb about the slowly boiled frog, basically. And of course, if you would uh, just pick the book up like from scratch completely and open the last pages and you would be looking at it like, what on earth is happening here? Because this is not English. And it is English, it's just like phonetical English. <laughs> and it, phonetical English looks weird. Yeah. Uh, so, at the same time, I have... I mean, I absolutely understand um, that it might be... Um, it might be off-putting. So... And, and to clarify a couple things about the way it works, at the beginning, when the letters were falling off, you weren't allowed to use phonetic... Um, replacements yeah but at the same um, like you know once you have yeah. like two-thirds of alphabet gone <laughs> yeah you're like at some point at some point the council of the island said you are allowed to use phonetic replacements but only in writing you're still not allowed to say the words yeah um and and um for z there's only one z in the pangram for like a letter like e um there's four e's and so yes. when the first e fell off they didn't ban e but they if I remember correctly, they recommended Islanders to use it um, one like to, to to reduce their use of that letter by one fourth. Um, mm -hmm. Which yeah, and and, yeah. It, and, and it was like <laughs> yeah, yeah they, seriously. By the end, it gets like so absurd. It's like it's actually quite funny, and like the last spoiler warning. Seriously, because I think until now we didn't, we only like elaborated the setting. Yeah, but we didn't right... actually say what the goal was, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think by now you, you're still pretty, you know, actually right now, dear listener, you have a very good understanding what waits for you, but we didn't spoil at all the main plot twist and how it all gets resolved. So if you still want to read the book, stop right now. <laughs> See you next week. Yes, exactly. Talk to you, like, you know, yeah. Uh, talk to you next week, basically. But seriously, I absolutely loved how it got resolved. That Because the way to what the government, I think, at some point issued is that if somebody comes up with a pangram that is shorter than Nolops, they would um, basically rescind their all their bans and everything would go back to normal, like, you know, full usage of all 26 letters of English alphabet. And the funniest thing is that the protagonist, the Ella's, because Ella Minopi, that's that's the main character's name. So Ella's father accidentally basically comes up with the old building blocks for the shorter pangram. And she saves the island by submitting the pangram that is, that is, wait a second, where it is? Oh. Pack my box with five dozen liquor, liquor jugs. That's a pangram, and it's shorter than the uh, quick brown fox. Yeah. The the thing is, the thing is, and I did think this was interesting. They had to they had to figure out the shorter pangram while still following the rules mm -hmm. of. And the way they got around that is because apparently, because apparently there's, um, or at least in in the part that i got to they, they got around this by um employing children because you are not pardoned 
to the, you are pardoned from those rules if you are under the age of it was either eight or thirteen. Um, if you are young eight, enough, then I you don't think. have to follow the it, rules. I, yes, it was like you know the children below a certain age were exempted because they can't like you know like they know really control themselves, and that's how they the main characters were like working around this ban exactly. Yeah. So and it was like really quite a read and it was a very quick one i think uh for me i like it was like you know a couple of evenings i believe and i yeah. i did sort of surprise myself because it was it was a friend's recommendation and not even that before before i heard anyone else talk about it it was um it was when i was in high school they had at one point you could choose what book you wanted to read, but you had to read the book and you had to write a report on it. And Elemental P was one of the options. Oh, um, really? I ended up reading Catcher Catcher in the Rye, um, <laughs> but um, which is a book I want to reread at some point because I did, I I enjoyed it. Um, oh, it's a good read, one. When it I read that one, one in high school. Yeah, yeah high um, school is a very good. Like actually, that's um, Catcher in the Rye is one of those books where it that it has expiration date, as I call it. It's like you have to be at the same age, at the same age as the protagonist to like really fully appreciate it, or yeah, remember yeah, the more very, you can relate with Holden Caulfield, the better the book is for you. Exactly, exactly, and or like because I was just going to continue, like or you have to remember really well how you felt at the age of sixteen basically because i yeah. think that's how old he is uh, during the, the events of the book and absolutely like being able to empathize with holden is a key to liking the book and when you're 16 it's pretty damn easy <laughs> yep yep so okay so i can see how why you didn't like the book because it is very kind of like it definitely gets better if you are reading it on top of other books in the surrealist uh, pre premise because this is a quite a surrealistic and uh, you know uh, setting and if you are generally uh, um like and have strong preference towards epistolary genre novels epistolary novels which i do i absolutely adore uh, epistolary novels i it's, it's like one of my favorite uh, ways of structuring uh, anything and Especially like you know the the added benefit is like one of my favorite novels of all time. It's by uh, written by Vinyamin Kaverin, and it's in Russian. I don't think it's been translated into into English. It's uh, called like actually you can it is um, the title can be translated as in front of the mirror, and it is a pistol. It is a novel in letters, but only one side because the second. The letters from the second person with whom the dialogue has been going on for years and years and years, those letters have not been preserved. So oh. the answers. And it's like it's both interesting to see the development of the relationship between two people and also leaves you with a lot of guesswork as well, like what is being said in the replies. So and it is very beautifully written. Um, I wish I could recommend it uh, to our listeners, but only, I mean, after we stop recording, I'll double check if there is translation, but I really doubt it because Kaverin, he's, um, I don't think he made it outside of Soviet Union in terms of fame, but it's, um, that's, I think that was the first book I've read in this kind of like, uh, in this, uh, method and I've, I, I, like falling in love with this uh with like just the whole idea of letter writing basically so yeah. you know it gave me a good idea for a for a podcast though um uh -huh. podcast where all you do is send letters between people and you just read out the letters and then you yeah i mean i guess that that would kind of just be an audiobook of, of an epistolary novel but <laughs> yeah <laughs> you could you could title it a podcast in letters and that would be good i would like that 
Mm, it would be a very, very slow podcast, though. <laughs> I mean, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. You could do worse. Um, so. No, I mean, it is like the, the, the timing between episodes would be just like... <laughs> I mean, you don't have to physically... I mean... If, if we took our tragically slow pen pals, right, and read them out as a podcast and just posted them, then yeah, that would be the slowest podcast in the world. Like that's what I that's to, what like, I mean. <laughs> you could just send them out as emails. Like they don't have uh, to be actual letters. Yeah, but 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 like mm, does lose the part of the the majority of the charm. Yeah, because our we yeah the pen pal situation is indeed like totally lives up to the name. <laughs> Tragically slow pen pals. Yeah. Um, what's What's even worse is I don't I I'm not I'm not um confident enough to give my like mailing address to someone because like my mailing address is going to change because like either like yeah I, I don't want I you to send it to the dorm unless you know it's going to get here by the end of the school year. Um. Exactly. So yeah, I still have the postcard from Berlin to send to you. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I move back on campus in two weeks. I will text you. Um, Definitely, please do because that's a, you know I've I've picked like I mean like I mean I've picked all the postcards quite lovingly, not specifically with you in mind, but I think it's a pretty postcard and it would look good on. Uh, do you have a corkboard? No, but I have um, I have tape. I can tape it to my wall. Yeah, exactly. It would good. It would look good on your wall, and I have plenty of other postcards to send you. Actually, I did send you for a postcard from Montpellier, didn't I? I don't. I don't think so. Oh right. Well, then you there you the go. Only, the only letters from internet friends I've gotten, um, I've gotten a few from internet friends just for different things, yeah. um, but none from you yet. I um, see. I thought. Hmm. I need to check because I do try to keep track of like what things I've sent just so then I can track whether things arrived or not. And so far right now, a postcard to California is taking its sweet time of getting from Budapest to there. But again, it's far, I guess. Ah, so yeah. Well, it'd be no, no, no. Here's the idea is okay. you, you record your side of the audio. Right, uh -huh. and you do it over a voice chat, but in order to send the audio, you have to put it on a on a flash drive and put it in the mail. <laughs> oh my god, don't um, be ridiculous! That would be that would be a podcast in letters, um, and then and then once you're done, you, like both sides of the conversation send both of their audio files on a flash drive to the editor, and then and then the editor has to upload it and then send it back to the. <laughs> So that they can, so that they have their flash drives back, so that they can record another episode, um, a podcast in letters. There we go. That's that the is idea. like not even tragically slow. That is glacially slow. Well, no. Well, I bet uh, you could. I bet. I mean, you could get more episodes out than Bonanza. Like, it'd be faster than that.